Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Last Stop Waterfowl Outdoors. On this week's show, we have a jam-packed episode, so we hope you enjoy it. So sit back, relax, grab a cold beverage, and let's talk everything there is to know in Louisiana outdoors. Folks, welcome to Game Changer Boats. Don't fall for production boat quality. Many production aluminum bay boats and boats are constructed using 100 gauge in aluminum and are only welded on the outside of the hull, creating weaknesses that promote cracking. The lightness of the construction also increases the roughness of the ride of the boat. Game Changer Boats uses superior materials, thicker aluminum, and better built techniques for your boat. Rest assured knowing that we take pride in the construction of your next boat. If you're in the market for a new boat, visit Game Changer Boats at www.gamechangerboats.net or visit us on Facebook today to place your order. This episode of Last Stop Waterfowl Outdoors Podcast is also brought to you by SRD20 Boat Products. It shouldn't be hard work. SRD20 products use advanced nanotechnologies in its formulations explicitly designed for boat maintenance. From boat waxes for detailing to waterless washing wax products, SRD20 has boat care products that keep your boat protected from the elements and looking brand new. Visit them online at www.srd20.com and enter promo code LASTSTOP for 20% off all SRD20 products today. Hey everybody, good evening and welcome to an all new episode of Last Stop Waterfowl Outdoors Podcast. As always, I'm your host Jacob Robery and guys, I just want to thank you for tuning in to this new episode with us tonight. This is, uh, this is coming to you live from the Atchafalaya Basin and our camp over here at Sherburn Wildlife Management Area, guys. And tonight I'm excited because I, I got both of my sons on with me tonight. I got Jackson with me who many of you guys are familiar with. And I also have my youngest son, Hudson, who is uh, the youngest part of the Last Stop Waterfowl group. So, Hudson, thank you for coming on tonight, buddy. You wanted to get on the podcast with us, you said, huh? Yeah, awesome, man. Jackson, how's it going tonight? It's going good. It was open at morning this weekend, and we just decided to do a little podcast. Yeah, man. We, this is... You know, this is my favorite podcast that we get to do when we do around the uh, the campfire type style uh, podcast. Fire. But tonight, that's right. Tonight we uh, we're around the fire, but or around the camp. Let's say that, but we're not around the fire because uh, we are in a drought situation, like many of you down south right now, and uh, we have a burn ban going on here in Louisiana. So we are, we are sitting here tonight. Uh, we have our first cold front of the year. It was coming in at, I think, when we pulled back up from a little afternoon hunt we just made, it was 60 degrees and the temperature's dropping, supposed to get into the upper 40s tonight. And uh, unfortunately, we can't build a fire, so that kind of sucks for opening weekend. But uh, but you know what? It is what it is, and we're just going to make the best of it. So we got the air fryer going right now. We're cooking up a little bit of food in the air fryer. Something simple tonight. We're keeping it. We're not cooking nothing major tonight. But uh but we had a we had a good morning this morning overall considering the conditions. Uh, like I mentioned, we did have a major cold front, or I say a major cold front, our first cold front of the year. Let me not say a major. I'm making it sound like it's an Arctic front or something. But uh, but the temperatures got a little colder this morning, right, guys? Yeah, it got colder than we expected for opening weekend. 
Yeah, we got we got lucky. It kind of hit at the right time. It seems like because I don't know if y'all remember this, but you remember a couple of years ago. It uh, I mean, we were talking about this the other day. It was extremely hot. It was you know nasty. It had been raining, and there was tons of mosquitoes. And I'm sure you remember that. And that's to me never anything that's fun for opening weekend. Yeah, we always got plenty of mosquitoes. Usually in Louisiana, you know, with October comes around, you don't know what you're going to find. You don't know if you're going to have a cold front or you're going to end up having this hot this hot weather and you never know how much rain you're going to get. And when that all happens, that that you get the heat and the, the water, you always have the mosquitoes. So I am thankful that we don't have that because last night it kind of shocked us, right? Yeah. We were sitting out here at dark last night and not a, hardly a single mosquito last night on Hudson. And that's always nice, huh? So that's always a real good thing. We got our good our good buddy Rue with us, our dog, tonight, and Rue's just chilling. She's hanging out for some uh, some scraps around the dinner table. It looks like tonight, but Rue enjoys coming as much as we do. It seems like now we've gotten a habit where we take her every time we come to the camp now, and uh and, and kind of tell Hud, you tell them oh, everybody listening kind of what she likes to do. We put her in the back of the truck. She jumps up and and then what she ends up doing when we get to the camp. Okay, so when we get to the camp, we she we stop, and then right about when we're about to stop, she just jumps out the back of the truck. She takes off before we even stop the truck. She's ready to get out, huh? Yeah. She knows exactly where we at. I think she enjoys coming to the camp maybe more than you sometimes, huh? <laughs> <laughs> so this weekend, you know, this weekend was awesome, man. First of all, I'm so thankful because I got both of my boys with me this weekend. And as a father, those of you who are who are parents, uh, there's nothing, especially in outdoors, there's nothing more uh, more fulfilling than when your kids grow up loving the passion that you had as a kid coming up and hunting and you know all that type of stuff. We, I mean, there's there's nothing better than that, and I'm very thankful for that. So to have both of you with me tonight here, and we get to sit down and make some memories, and uh and share our stories and kind of what's been going on with our audience, that's that's pretty cool to me, man. So uh, I don't know if you guys realize that at your age right now, but one day y'all may be able to listen back to this type of stuff and say, hey, you know, that was my dad when I'm, you know, one day dead and gone possibly. Y'all going to be able to sit there and listen to that stuff and say, hey, we got to share those stories. And uh, we've had some pretty pretty crazy experiences around these campfires at the camp since we've been having this place, huh, Jackson? Yeah, we've been having this place for a little while and it's been great. It's been great, man. I mean, we've had some really good times with friends and family. And that's what all all of us that have, you know, camps when hunting season comes around, we all look forward to that. And that's that's what's really awesome about it, man. But let me ask y'all guys, and I, I don't really ever get to ask y'all that, but what, what do you get excited about? Whenever October starts to roll around, you know hunting season's coming around, what is it that kind of starts getting you fired up about it? Building a fire. Building a fire? Really? So you get pumped up about building a fire. You kind of know it's that time of year, I guess, at that point. Yeah, that and just feet and just hearing the birds chirping it with the wind. With the wind, the birds chirping with the wind. Yeah, well, well, <laughs> boy, you are full, full of. Uh, don't take much to get you, uh, get you fired up, huh? Just like this, like laying back in a chair like this, feeling the wind and hearing the birds. How about that? I'm with you. I, I know, I know, I'm picking on you, but I know exactly what you mean. Just kind of getting outdoors, you, you get to, like this afternoon, man, I was, uh, you could ask Hut, me and Hudson were out here, you conked out in, for a little nap in the, inside the camper, and Hut, what did Dad do? I ended up passing out in the chair right here, huh? 
I was out. I was. I looked up and I, I'm like in and out of it. I started getting cold because it, that, the wind today was blowing like 20, 25 miles an hour at, at some point. Some of the gusts. And uh, I wake up, I pop up my head, and I'm like in and out of it. And Hutch just looking at me. He's like, Dad, you ready to go make an afternoon hunt? And you were fired up on Hutch this, this afternoon to go make a hunt. Yeah. So I tell you what, Hutch, tell, us, tell everybody listening kind of how our morning went this morning. So we, we had some cooler temperatures. We talked about that. But we ended up, we ended up going to a, uh, to a spot that we hunt every year. And you and I hunted together, right? Yeah. We ended up finding a, a mud flat to sit in on a tree, but... Something that was a little quieter from the leaves, huh? Yeah, but that didn't really end up working out. So we, we kind of got up away from our spot, and then we went to the edge trees because um, we found out that the cat squirrels like to sit on the edge trees. And yeah. Then, and, like, uh, we could have got... We ended up getting three cat squirrels. Um, we could have got a big, uh, fox squirrel, but he ran up the tree and we couldn't get him in time. Yeah, he so, slipped away from us, huh? Yeah, so we lost him. Yeah, he was actually, you know, if you remember, he was the first squirrel we saw this morning, right? Yeah. And, and the reason, the reason this morning I think was a little tough for us is because the wind, the wind. was gusting this morning. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty rough. And anybody that squirrel hunts knows that, you know, high wind is not a good thing typically for you. Uh, whenever you squirrel hunt so we started out we kind of sat this morning like you said we, we we brought each a little sit sit down stool with us this morning and we wanted to get into an area we had went scout yesterday right yeah. we went scout yesterday we saw a bunch of acorn cuttings we saw some you know uh some beech nut cuttings yesterday so we kind of went set up this morning where with those chairs early on uh, before it got daylight so we can maybe hopefully catch a couple of those squirrels feeding right yeah um, so after, the, um, when we got back, we kind of, uh, unloaded and settled down for a little bit, and then I, and then I asked my dad, um, hey, can we go make an afternoon hunt? And then he said, yeah. So, we went make an afternoon hunt on, uh, a trail. We ended up going to, like, one trail to go see if there was anything, nothing. Uh, Jackson here... He went bow hunting um, for yeah. a deer. Yeah. He, he's been bow hunting for deer. And um, so we ended up going down the trail. And then. We walked as far as we could. And then and it, it ended up being really long grass because it, it hadn't been able to get cut this year. So yeah. we, we kind of got dead in there. We didn't see a whole lot moving. So we decided to change spots, huh? Yeah. So. We went into like a, this little forest. Uh, we went into like some planted trees. A little, a little bottom, a little swamp bottom. Yeah, and then we we kind of sat on the edge, like we could see the truck that we got out of, so we could see it. Like we weren't far deep in, um. So we just sat there for a little bit. We didn't really hear anything or see anything. Um. Go ahead. So, we we were about to leave, and then we hear some branches shaking, and then we and then we were looking, we were looking around, and then we just see a squirrel jump, and then it, <laughs> it was a fox squirrel. So we were kind of looking after it. Um, my dad was about to shoot it here, but he couldn't see it, 
So because he lost it, but I could see it like it was. You you kept your eye on him. You yeah, were able to track him, huh? He he was uh trying to hide on the other side where where my dad couldn't see him. So I'm like, he's right here. He's right here. And then he ended up shooting twice, and he, and we ended up getting our first fox squirrel. Actually, I just shot him once. I, first shot I got him, I knocked him down. Uh, well, he didn't die first thing. We had to like. Yeah, we had to we had to take care of him a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So. I've actually never killed a squirrel before. So. No, so this weekend's important because we are trying to get your, what, how old are you now? I'm nine years old. Nine years old, and you've been on some squirrel hunts with Dad in the past. I've been like one, this is probably my second time. <laughs> you've been a couple of more times than that. But, but like everybody else your age, you, you, uh, you know, you're trying to get your first squirrel. Yeah. So, you, you seem... You know, what's interesting is you seem kind of excited because, like, today you were fired up after we hunted this morning. And uh, and you saw Daddy hunt those squirrels while you were following me and helping me out today. Then you seem like you got, kind of got pumped up, huh? Yeah. So, I'm trying to give myself one because um, my brother Jackson and my dad have always been um, getting them. So, this year I've, I started shooting my 410. So... I have a chance to get one this year, so I'm going to try to get one this week for um, opening week. That's right. You can just try to get you one for opening weekend, huh? Yeah. And what's, your, what's the what's the score you want to try to kill if you, could get, if you could get one this weekend? I would say... What kind? A cat squirrel or a fox squirrel? A cat squirrel or a fox squirrel? Yeah. Yeah, but I think you told me this afternoon, you said, I'd like to get a fox squirrel. Huh? That'd be a trophy squirrel for me. Yeah. Yeah. Why, so why do you like the fox squirrel? Um, because, like, it's kind of different, like, from all the other squirrels. It's, like, it's, like, like the special one is different from all the other squirrels. So, it's kind of, like... Is that red? Yeah. And you, you a redhead, huh? Yeah. So, you kind of like the fox squirrel of the human race. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, maybe, maybe the redhead just likes another little redhead, huh? I'm yeah. a cat squirrel. <laughs> yeah, you a cat squirrel, Jackson? You a cat squirrel. So, Jackson, you look like you... You taking care of yourself tonight on the on the menu. You got your own food already. You you just chowing down now, huh? Hey, I'm hungry and I ain't waiting. I uh, I could tell. I could tell. Yeah. So, Jackson. So today you you kind of had a, a rough morning. I know you weren't happy this morning with it. And, and we talked about briefly. You know the wind that was pumping this morning. That's never a great thing for squirrel hunting. You know whenever we had the wind pumping like it was this morning early on, but. What what did what did you kind of expect, I guess, versus what, what ended up turning out for you this morning? I expected to well my spot that I normally go to, I expected to see some like early in the morning like I normally do. But the wind I just couldn't tell what was what. And honestly I don't like if the wind wasn't there, I still don't think I would have seen any. I think we just <coughs> excuse me. I think we just like have they haven't been there, like we just been pressuring them too much. Yeah, you, you think that we've hunted that area too much? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's an area that we hunt. We always hunt that area for opening weekend. We always go to it because it's it's always been a good spot for us. And uh, but this year, I mean, the conditions are completely different. You know, so we had a drought this year. We haven't had the rainfall, which you don't know how that's going to affect the acorn crop. You don't know how that's going to affect beech nut crop, pines, all that stuff, all the food that they eat. You really don't know how it's going to affect them. So. You think, I guess you're saying right there that you think that even though we hunt them only like really 
what, a couple of times a year in that specific area we went to this morning? You think that that's put a, a hurting on them pretty good and it's it's damaged the uh, the crop of squirrels? Yeah, and I mean, who else, who knows, like, who else goes there, like, for deer hunting or, or squirrel hunting, like, when we're not there, like, on the weekdays Correct. Or that's a good point. You know, that is a good point because it's public land, you know? So we never know. And Hudson, what you got? Um, I feel like we could have, we only got three and then we got one in the afternoon, but I feel like we could have got more in the morning because, like, with the wind, I feel like all the squirrels were hiding in the trees because, like, they were they were waiting for the wind to die down because all all the squirrels that we got today, the wind was was like not going that well. Yeah, so. correct. Yeah, I well, and you're right. Whenever the wind's blowing really hard like that, they hunker down too. Just like you know, it's hard for them to move around. Like they do, they don't try to move up because they, the some of the I saw that some of the branches today were breaking off the trees. You see, yeah, that we did have a couple of limbs break off the trees this morning. You're right. Yeah. So it was blowing pretty good. But but yeah, I agree. I agree with both things both of y'all said as far as the way this morning went. Look. At the end of the day, I mean, we do this for fun until duck season opens up, right? Yeah. That's typically what we do. And this is this is something that we've always done. Our my family's always done. Papa, you, you know, Mama's family's always done. And uh, and it's just something to pass the time and get us in the woods, kind of kick off hunting season, like we talked about, until duck season opens up. So yeah, you know, I'm not mad at them like I used to be. I used to try to go for a limit I, every time I went squirrel hunting back in the day. Nowadays, if we could just kill enough for us to have a mess of squirrels and, and cook and uh, and make a good meal out of, then I'm very happy if y'all could get y'all a couple. I, I really want to get Hut that squirrel this weekend. That's that's on my bucket list. And uh, and Hut, tell them the story about this afternoon. You talked about how we, we went make a little afternoon hunt while Jack was bow hunting, me and you. Okay, and so uh, what Daddy had told you, I, I put you in a spot. Okay. I, well, I'll set it up. I put you in a spot in an oak flat. And I, I put your little seat there, and I told you, I said, hey, I faced you toward that oak flat. I said, if you wait later on this evening, we're going to have something come to this oak flat, right? Yeah. So okay. what happened exactly? So after a while, I was getting, like, kind of bored because we weren't really seeing anything or hearing anything. Um, And then we, I was just, I was just sitting, um... I was uh, I was standing up, and um, and then we hear some branches shaking. So we it, it was that fox squirrel that I was telling y'all. He was about. in that oak flat where yeah, I told you. He was in the oak flat, but um, he was like he was jumping branch to branch, so we could hear the branches shaking. Uh huh. But you were sitting but on you me. You weren't ready. You, me, yeah. and you were kind of horsing around a little bit. You were messing I, I with me. I wasn't ready. But, and I didn't have my gun in my hand because my gun was leaning, leaning against the tree. You had put it up against the tree. That he jumped off of. He was in the tree that I leaned my gun on. So if you would have been sitting in that seat I put you I with your gun. My, I could have got my first squirrel. You would have got your first one this afternoon. Because, boy, he came out and he just sat there for you kind of for a second. Like, I if I did if I had my gun in my hand before I could probably I could have probably shot him. Yes, you could because, because you couldn't see him, but, but I could see him. There's no doubt. Oh, I saw him. I saw him. I saw him come down the tree at first, but then you lost him. He was my back was turned where I was facing, and I was trying not to be loud because it was so dry in the woods this afternoon. The leaves were just like potato chips, basically. So we were. 
trying to, you know, trying to be as quiet as we can. I was trying to turn around without him, him taking off and running because those fox squirrels, man, they're so damn smart. You know, they see any kind of movement or hear any noise, and they'll take off and get a, you know, get to a hiding spot at that point. You know, so they, you got to be careful with them. You know, but if you would have been in that seat and you would have been facing where Daddy had pointed you at. You would have shot him. There's no question that I know in my mind you would have shot him right there. No problem. No problem. But we ended up getting him anyway, right? Yeah. So we ended up with, what, four for today? Yeah. I had said this afternoon when we were waiting for Jack, I said, Jack, if we could kill, I told Hudson, I said, we could kill one with it as dry as it is this afternoon and just sit still, you know, I'd be happy. Because that gives us another one to put in the pot and cook, huh? Yeah. 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 So, Jack, this morning, like you said, Kind of going back to this morning. Didn't go quite like you, you thought? No, it didn't go. like Just like I said, the wind, it didn't go as quite well as I thought. Yeah, not as well as you thought. And, and you think that that area has been hunted out a little bit then? Yeah. Well, tomorrow morning, what are we going to do? I know we talked about it. We're going to kind of swap things up, hit a few new spots in the morning. What What's your game plan for tomorrow? What you What you thinking? So you're not going back to the same spot you hunted this morning? No. Not at all? No, not at all. You don't I, feel confident. No, I'm just gonna go to a different spot with some, with I think some prettier woods that I like. I I usually like, and my hopes are is that like I don't know how well that spot's been pressured by squirrel hunters, but I mean, I'm just hoping they're a little bit dumber than the ones that we hunt because the ones that we hunt got smarter. So I'm just hoping these are a little dumber and they won't like like immediately take off or hide the minute they hear a crack yeah yeah there's something that you think that maybe some of them are not as pressured yeah as i feel well like that. the thing that me and my dad do um we start at our spot and then we we don't like the like last year we just sat there for the squirrels to come to us but this year yes uh this morning we, we came to the squirrels. We went to the squirrels, huh? They didn't come to us. Yeah, because, you know, when you have little kids, hunt, it makes it difficult. It's hard to walk and creep them a lot of times because, you know, as a little kid, you're learning how to hunt. A lot of times you're loud when you walk in, you know, all that stuff. But now you're nine years old. You're getting bigger. You've been in the woods with Daddy for a few times, you know? So, like today, I was very proud of you. You were walking. You kind of would go 20, 30, maybe even 50 yards off to the side of me. And I, I, where I could see you and you would walk and you'd hunt by yourself. And, and that's how you learn. That's really how you learn, you know, because you continue to do that, you know, and it makes you feel, build confidence. You feel safe, you know, because I'm not too far from you. And it kind of teaches you how to walk and creep no matter what you hunt, you know, whether it's squirrel, rabbit, deer, uh, duck, whatever it may be. It, it, if you continue to do that, and, and, and what's funny is everybody who, who grows up hunting with their parents or their grandfathers or whoever it may be that takes them, everybody learns the same way, Connor, you know? And it's just something that eventually you learn what to do and what not to do. But I was really proud of you. You did really well today walking by yourself and creeping, you know? Okay. So, back to what I was saying before. What we do is we, uh... Like we started our spot, like we started, we start at our mud flat, and then um, we we walk through the mud flat, um, but a little bit out of it to like the side, because because uh we we find that like I got, like I told y'all guys earlier, they like to uh sit on the sides. 
Like they you they uh like to sit on the uh, the edge of the, the edge of the tree line. You thought? Yeah. Yeah. Because they're trying to all the wind was pushing that way. Yeah. To that side, so they were all kind of staying on like the uh. And they had some good feed they, trees on that yeah, on that they, line. Um, they were all kind of staying on the back side of on the edge because all the wind was pushing from the front. Yeah. Where we came in to the back. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, so you think that's what was pushing them back there? Yeah. That and, and the food? We just walk in circles until we can find some. Yeah. Like, because the mud flat kind of goes, like, all around the, the middle to the to back to our spot. So that's kind of what we do. Yeah. Um. So we can just find them. And if we see one, we just creep it, and then we just go back to the mud flat. That's right. We just stalk them. That's what we're doing. That's, that's all we're doing. It's pretty, pretty basic stuff. Now, we were trying to film this morning. I know we were trying to get some video. We did some squirrel hunting videos last year. And uh, and we were trying to film this morning. But we were having some difficulties, apparently, with the GoPros this morning. Uh, for some reason, I got a little bit of footage, and then mine just stopped working. I don't know why. And then you said you had trouble with yours. It wasn't come. It was shutting off or something. Yeah. Something was going on. I just fi- I filmed a long video and then I tried to and I pressed the button and it just glitched and wouldn't turn back on. Uh, you you might I guess maybe the battery was there, but it was funny. We got back to the camp and we hit it and it came on. So yeah, unfortunately we didn't get very much footage this morning. So hopefully tomorrow, which honestly would have been the wind that we were in this morning, it probably wouldn't have been real great anyway. You know, f- footage. So hopefully tomorrow we could get a little bit better footage and and have some stuff to go on the youtube channel as well but uh but yeah i mean what you think about the water in the reserve this year jackson i know we t- shifting like kind of looking towards duck season we now about a month and a month maybe a little over a month away from duck season opening up and uh i mean man what, what are we gonna do this year with, with, with the lack of water i mean now since you've been in the reserve the last day or two you got some time to kind of ride around with me we looked at it a lot of our areas that we hunt here, specifically here, man, that ain't going to happen this year, I don't think, huh? Guys, um, on our first day here, we kind of uh, went um, in to a place with, like, we could drive around on the four-wheeler, um, yeah. around, like, a big uh, uh, thing filled with, that's usually filled with water. Yeah, like a bayou, yeah, a sloop. Yeah, but it, since it's so hot nowadays like there's no water in it so there was like a little bit of water so we and we there it's like they were pumping water into it oh you talk okay so yeah one area that we went check out yesterday afternoon we were scouting squirrels which we're not going to say the name of the area specifically but we so this area is open as public land obviously it's open for teal season uh, you could go teal hunt there, but there wasn't any really any water there for teal season, right? Yeah, we. And th- those of you listening, who, who you know, I'm not saying the name of this place, but you, if you know where we are and where we we're talking about, then it's a pretty common place. So, you know, this specific area Hudson's talking about. What he was saying is that they they you know these places that hold water normally from the drought. Obviously, Mother Nature's not helping that. There's no water in there, so. You know, a few weeks ago when till season was going on here in Louisiana, um, guys were, we saw guys trying to check it out, and they were like, man, why don't they pump the water in for till season? Because it would definitely help us. It would allow us to have a place to go public till hunt, you know, and 
and uh, you know, so on and so forth. And that's always been a thing where they every year they 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 wish that it could be pumped in like it used to be sometimes, and it just never is no more because you know the state and, and always says that they don't have the money or or there's different reasons for it's not just money related. It usually seems to revolve around that. It seems like. But there's, they also plant, you know, they're in cooperation with big organizations that plant certain types of, uh, you know, uh, crops in there. And then they also, it's not made only for waterfowl. It's also made for stuff like shorebirds and stuff like that. So, anyway, fast forward to yesterday, what you were saying, Hudson, we went ride and take a look at it. And we walked in in some spots. And we sure enough, they were pumping water, right? They had some water being pumped in yeah. there. Just a couple of weeks after teal season's closed. Yeah. And, yeah. What did we see? We jumped some teal in the water just, like... We jumped a couple of big groups of teal, which was nice to see. Like, we we saw some shorebirds, and then, like, we saw teal, and then we kind of, they kind of got spooked. And then the thing that I found was that, like, even if they got spooked, then they would fly up as, as a flock, and they would just come back down and land in the same spot. They'd come back down to that spot, huh? Yeah. Yeah. And, and uh, what you think about those those teal when they fly together? Like, the first group we saw probably had, what, Jackson, 20 in it, 25, maybe? Like, yeah. 20. So what you think about how, to, how they fly, huh? Because you don't get to see that very often. You haven't been on some early season teal hunts with us a ton. Yeah. So what I what I see what I see is that like they all like they some of them fly to the sides and then some of them fly in the front and then like they just and then all the rest of them just fly together. But isn't it cool how they all fly together? Yeah. Like when I was a little boy, that was the, Jackson. That was the coolest thing I thought too. Like when I was a kid, and you'd see like we'd go hunt the rice fields, you know, back home. And somebody would take us on a teal hunt. I remember as a kid, always thinking to myself, I was like, how? I still think that. I still wonder that. How in the hell do they all know to, like, bank at the same time, turn, you know, uh, go up, go down, however they maneuver? How do they know so well to do that in sync, you know, every year? And, and like, yesterday we were watching these teal get up off the water because I think I spotted that first group jump up before y'all seen them. And it was pretty cool because they got out, they took off off of this this body of water yesterday. Just and it wasn't a ton of water that they were sitting in because they started to looks like they started to pump these ponds and fill them up. They just started to do it, but with these these groups of teal would get up over the trees and they would disappear for a second, huh? And then all of a sudden, what they do, hut? They would just fly back in over the trees, right? Yeah. And you'd hear those wings just coming over those trees. And, boy, that'll get you jacked up if you're a duck hunter. If you're a waterfowl guy, that'll get you pumped up no matter when it is. Even if you can't hunt them right now, it's still pretty cool to see it. Yeah, you know what I think? What you think? I think either a group of teal or a group of wood ducks cupping up and flying into your hole is one of the most sexiest things ever. You like those two those two species? I don't huh? know which one it is, but it's either a group of wood ducks or a group of teal cupping up and landing in your hole. You know, with teal, man, you hear those wings. You hear that, 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 they just pushing that air, you know, because they flying in a group of them usually. Like yesterday, when we jumped up one of those groups yesterday, I stayed, I stayed back and I let y'all go ahead to kind of try to get a few photos of them up close. And what you did, you got some pretty good photos of them on the water. But when y'all did, when they did jump up, and uh, they came right over me on the on the levee where I was standing at, and 
man, I, I it's, it's like they were so close to me at one point. It's like I almost felt the wind come off of them. Like I, they were pushing. It was it was just a unique sound that they were pushing that wing, those yeah. wings and that air through those wings. It was pretty cool, man, to see yeah. that. You know. Like I said about like like the wood like wood ducks and teal like I don't know which one is more beautiful but just like the teal are awesome but like the wood ducks and the timber it's like what's cool about them is that they can fly almost as fast as a teal and as quick as a teal and they're big and they're like a big duck they're bigger than them too yeah they're bigger I like how whenever they come in they come in fast and quick but then whenever right before they hit the water they go. Phew. Yeah they like ki- yeah they kind of hit the brakes with the with the wings they flapping you saying. Yeah. Yeah. And what I like about wood ducks, too, and, and wood ducks get a bad rap sometimes because a lot of guys say they don't want to waste time with wood ducks. But if you're in an area like, like we are here or other areas that we hunt that have good wood, wood duck populations, man, it's it's tough to not like wood duck hunting, you know? If a wood duck wasn't your first duck, then you might not be from Louisiana. No, that's, that's very true, or just down south in general, you know? Most of us, that was our first duck that we've ever shot, you know? Actually, mine wasn't. Mine was a teal. Yours was a teal. That's right. Here, actually. I remember that. You remember that story a little bit, how that went down? Yeah. Go ahead and tell that story a little bit. I remember we went into a, a spot in our campground, or in the wildlife management that's actually not available anymore you can't get to it no matter what even if you, you can't it. access it it's overgrown even huh? with water you can't you still can't get to it but uh i remember we went and uh we uh, i was actually the home we forgot the guns in the truck when we got to the hole only time i've ever done that actually yeah we we get we run to this hole which was i don't know 15 20 minutes away from the from where we launched at we made the run Set up the decoys, do everything we got, and then realize we forgot the freaking guns. Yeah. So we had to go back and get the guns in the dark before shooting time. Yeah. So, so we we went back, got the guns, and I I was shooting a four ten at the time, so I only I got I only had one shot. He was shooting then, that same four ten you hunting squirrels with, Hudson. And then we we were just sitting there and we weren't killing nothing, and uh, all of a sudden out of nowhere, like just perfectly, just. A, a, a hen teal just came in right in front of me, like right to left. Fit, like, we were sitting there, and it came in from the right side, yeah, and just locked up on the spread and just sat down, dead in front of me, like fifteen feet in front of me. So I just picked it up, and then it went behind a little lily patch, and I was like, "Oh crap, he's gonna fly away!" So and then he came out, and I shot, and I popped him, and he was dead. He had one shot with that old single uh, shot four ten to get him. Y'all, y'all or had get her. Y'all had jaws out though, in case I missed though. Yeah, we did. Yeah, I, I remember that like it was yesterday, and it was so cool because that that hunt actually was not a good hunt at all. We weren't killing nothing. It was just a dead day. There was no wind. It just wasn't good conditions. I remember that. Cloudy. It, it, was it cloudy? Uh-huh. Nah, it may have been. I just remember no wind, steel. Just one of them days where it's stale, you know, not good at all. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, trying to get you interested because, you know, if, if a kid goes, waterfowl hunting's tough with a kid because if you don't have action, it makes it really tough. It gets boring pretty quickly, not you know. For me, I go up in the water. Well, you do, yeah. You always did, and you – you like to go walk around in the water and stuff like that, so that was something. But, but normally, if you don't have any action for a kid with waterfowl hunt, it's pretty slow, you know. Uh, deer hunt's a little different, I guess. If you're in a deer stand or something, you can kind of keep busy or do something on, you know, 
But uh, nowadays they got iPads and everything else. They're doing it in their stand sometimes. But with waterfowl hunting, you really can't do that. So I remember that that day, like that that duck was just that teal was meant to be for you, butter, because I mean that was the only bird we shot in, in that day, and it was just it sat there long enough for you to be able to kind of get everything in line and line up that shot and go ahead and take that shot with that single. Yeah. Single shot, four ten, man. So yeah. that was a good one. Now, Hut, you you next, buddy. You don't want. We got to get you one. Last year, so Hut, last year you kind of you really kind of started getting into the hunting. You, you went on a few deer hunts last year with with Papa and, and Uncle Derek, um, and you had a sh- you had a chance last year to kill a deer, right? Missed. Tell that story. Tell okay. what happened. Okay, so. There was a bunch of uh, baby deers, like bunch of baby. I like how you said bunch of baby deers. Bunch of baby bunch deers. Bunch of baby deers. <laughs> okay, and then um, we we saw a buck for a second, but then he like he he, he was walking. He was walking with the doe, but he was like walking like really behind though. Uh huh. Like this was during the rut. Yeah. Yeah. So she like he wasn't he wasn't right next to the doe. It was, he was kind of like maybe twenty feet away. Okay. And then like he just walked into the woods, and then there was like a doe like straight in front of me. And then um. Was she by a feeder or anything? Yeah, she was laying down on the feeder. She was like right under the feeder. She was laying down. She was literally laying down like on the ground. Yes. Like her belly. Yes. Really. And then and then I and then I got in the scope. And then, um, I shot. So what, you were with Papa? Uh, no. Uncle Dare. Yeah. And what he told you when you saw that deer? He, he said, he said to, uh, he said to, uh, keep your eye in the scope. In the scope. Keep your eye in the scope. Yeah. yeah. And then, and like, don't pull back when you're about to shoot. Yeah. Don't and, flinch. And then that's what I ended up doing. And, and then it like jerked the bullet down. So, well, uh, I was scared of that kick. You didn't know it was gonna kick. Or not. You were scared. Were, were you scared of the kick? Is what it was? I shot a rifle. Yeah, you were kind of. Wor- you had never shot a rifle before. No, that. no. Really? So, like, <clears throat> I I ended up missing. I thought I hit it. We thought I hit it because it kind of like it kind of like its head kind of dropped for donkey a second. Kick. Uh-huh. Donkey kick. Donkey kick. Like it, donkey like kick. it's like its head kind of like dropped for a second, and then yeah. it, and then it got back up. So I thought I hit it, and then we went check. There was no blood, and then we couldn't find it anywhere. So. So you had a really good opportunity to kill your first deer last year. Yes. So yeah. So you, I remember you were upset about that a little bit, but. Like anybody else would be that misses, I'm sure. But hey, that happens. That's part of it, you know. So this year, you think you're gonna get you one this year? I want to. You want to, huh? I'm trying to get one with my bow. Now, Jack, what's the? So, Jack, you kind of this afternoon you went bow hunting. Uh, this afternoon, you interested in the whole bow side of things right now? You kind of what's going on with that? What, what's got you sparked an interest in, in the bow hunting side? Well, going back to Hud- what Hudson was saying, the. <laughs> The reason he was with Uncle Derek is because Popo was with me, and that's when I shot my first buck. That's right. You got your first buck last year. The day he, the, that's when he missed. I shot my first buck. And you've been a deer killing machine for the last several years since you, you've been hunting with them for deer because every year you go and you tend to get us a deer, maybe even uh, two sometimes. Yeah, my, my first five hunts out of those, out of those five hunts, I killed four deer, and then I went on 
two more hunts after that. I didn't kill nothing. Then I went on my last hunt last year, and I killed my first buck. So what happened on that hunt? Tell us about the first... How was that to kill your first buck, first of all? Awesome. It was awesome? You know, the, the the cool thing is is that we actually shot it and got it out of there pretty earlier than I thought we would. Really? Like, you didn't have to track it too far. I dropped it. You dropped it. What yeah. you shot it with? Uh, a 270. 270. Yeah, gotcha. 270 automatic. So, it uh, we were just like in the stand like normal, and then it just had been daylight, and then we waited like an hour after daylight, and uh, we were just sitting there, and we saw a dope. So, I was like, all right. We looked at it with the scope, made sure it was a doe. So, and then he, she left, actually, and then we were like, all right, well, maybe the buck will come out later. So, the doe came back, and then, but she came out from the other side, and I think it was a different doe, but we she popped out, and then another deer popped out, and then all I saw was white on top of his head. And then I was like, that's a buck, that's a buck, that's a buck. <laughs> so, I took the scope, and he said, he said, are you sure it's a buck? I said, yeah, I know it's a buck. He said, all right, it, does it have the right the right number of points? I, I said, yeah, I didn't even look. I just said, yeah. <laughs> you knew it was a buck at that point. You were shooting it. Yeah, I was like, all right. He said, it, it was the right size to shoot. You yeah, and it, it, it was the buck that he was, t- he was thinking about. So I got it, and I looked at it, and it's funny. He was moving. It, it was the rut. He was chasing that doe. And uh, he was moving, and I never, I, I didn't want to shoot him because he was moving. Because, like, I always want to make wanna a, take that I didn't want to shoot him in the butt, and then, like, injure him and not, and not find him or whatever. Correct. You were trying to take an ethical shot. Yeah, and then That's he good. went in the woods a little bit, and then he and then he stood still finally, but he was behind a palmetto, right, where I needed to shoot. So, yeah. So, all, it always works out like that. So like, I, and I told Popo that. I was like, he's behind a palmetto. He's like, all right, don't shoot him then. So we went, and he was like, He's like, you have to shoot even if they're moving. Sometimes I was. He's like, you might not, even, you might not see him again. And then, and then we waited a little while. So he, so he walked away. Uh, yeah. Because I see, I don't remember that, yeah, that he, part he of the walk, story. He walked away. That like that was underneath the feeder. So you thinking you lost him? Yeah. So point. he, that was underneath the feeder. So uh, he he went out, and so we have there was like three trails. They had one on the right, one on the left, and one down the middle. So down the middle, that's where the that's where the uh deer feeder was so okay. he went out he went to the uh left and he went and the doe went that way too so i knew he was chasing yeah. and we still had the gun in this window we didn't move it and then we looked we looked to our left and, and we saw a doe we saw we saw a doe something in there sorry we hear we hear something moving in the woods behind us and it's kind of creepy all we see is black that's rude Oh, <laughs> that's you making all that noise over there? Yeah, that's you, huh? Yeah. All right, back to the story. So go ahead. I'm but, sorry. But so we we, we looked to the Bigfoot was we, back there. We looked to the left and we saw the doe and the papa said, "Move the gun, move the gun," because and then we moved it to the other window. And we were like, "The buck has to be captured." So we, she went. The buck, the doe actually went like she left. Like so, the buck must have been behind. Like he must have lost her or something. Okay. So, so he's she, trying to trail her. Probably. Yeah. So she she left and then. I saw his head poke out. I was like, "Yep, got up." He said, "Man, shot him, dropped him." So, so he came back out into the. Uh, he came out into a whole totally different trail. Like he walked like fifty yards to a different trail. In really? Yeah. So you shot him behind the stand on the side of the stand. Uh, like the where side. did you see him originally? Was it in the front of the stand? Like we were sitting like this, and I saw him in the middle, in the right in front of us. In front of you. And then, and then, 
Uh, and where, you, he, where he, did you end up shooting him at? I shot him on the left side. So, left, so we he turned came, the yeah. chair and we just shot him on the left side. Yeah. Yeah, so completely. Which was actually, I think it, I think it was better because at the he was at the feeder and the feeder was like further. Uh huh. And on the left side, the trail's shorter, so like I had it was a close shot, so I shot him closer anyway. Did you? Yeah. Really, man. I tell you what, it sounds like you ducked. Your first one, we were telling that story about the duck. That was meant to be, and it sounds like this buck was meant to be yeah. for you. Because I know you were sweating. You've been trying to get a buck now since you were. You were a doe killing machine for a little while, and you couldn't get a buck out, you know, down. And it seemed like you were kind of pressing for that last year, and it just happened to come together. Yeah, Papa, Derek Compton's a lucky hunter because I always get lucky with my shots and my deer and all that. Well, you are a good shot. I'll say that you're a pretty good shot. Hut, you made a good shot this morning too, man, on that squirrel. Daddy did knock down, and he wasn't completely, uh, you know, dead and. Hudson, said, let me shoot him, let me shoot him. And he backed up, and he made a good shot on him. And uh, I was impressed with that. If you could do that on one sitting up in a tree feeding, you're going to be all right tomorrow or this weekend. We, we're going to hunt tomorrow. We're going to hunt uh, Monday also. And uh, I think you're going to be just fine if you could put a shot like that on him, Hut. So, like, but yeah, Jack, it sounded like it was meant to be on that bug, just like your duck was, kind of, you know. Yeah. So, when where did you end up shooting? Was it a good shoulder shot you yep, shot? Just perfect. He, he, like the last two deer I actually shot, I dropped them. So, like the the doe before that, I shot him and I dropped them. Actually, I got down and we went check a camera. We came back and they were in the trail. So that's how we shot that one, like just underneath the stand. Oh, and you I, were on the ground when you yeah, shot her. Uh huh. And I dropped her. <laughs> And you then, do have a horseshoe up your butt, boy. And then uh, we, uh, the buck, we went and uh, I just shot and it dropped and it just started squirming around. I was like, all right, good. It didn't ruin. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty cool, man. So the how big was the, the buck last year? Like how much did it weigh? No, just points wise. Oh, how seven much was point. it? Seven point? Yeah. So yeah, seven point, you, uh, you, did a, you didn't mount it, but you... Uh, what what do they call? Mounted, I'm not a big deer guy. Mounted but, the rack. Mounted the rack. Yeah, you got the rack mounted. And Paul Paul did that for you, so that was pretty cool. Yeah. That, that was that was a, a good deal for you. So I'm glad. So so what what's the next what's what's next, man, for the deer? Well, bigger, bigger, bigger and better, I guess, huh? Yeah. Well, I'm trying. That's what I'm saying. Like ever since I shot that, I've been kind of hooked now, and it's like actually last you year. You got buck fever. They call it. I, actually, last year I don't know if you remember this, but. I was. It was during duck season after we after uh, the opening weekend, a second split, uh-huh. and I asked you. I said, "Hey, uh, do you know? Do you still have that crossbow or whatever? Do you yeah. Still, like, like how much does a crossbow cost? I was asking you that because I wanted to go hunt. And like over over here, as you know, like we we can't like duck hunt and deer hunt at the same time. So it's like I wanted to have a bow so that I can go to certain places while while we duck hunt in the morning to deer hunt in the afternoon. Yeah, you could go right here by the camp, deer hunt. Yeah, so in the like afternoon give you something to do. Cuz like it's it's kind of boring when you come back and it's like you just sit here. So I mean, I just want to keep going. That's an old people thing. Like me, I could take a nap in the chair like I did today. Yeah, I just want to keep going hunting. So I mean, I was like that at your age. I yeah. was, I'm still like that. I really am. I, it just depends what it is. But yeah, I agree with you. So you wanted you wanted a boat that you could go, you know, and uh, and do a little bit of hunting in the afternoons. Yeah. yeah. So I I got I got one. I actually got two, but I the uh, first one we had to redo the string. So uh, we 
Our, our buddy, my, uh, your buddy, actually gave us uh, the one that we had back. Uh, Which was mine. For hunt season. A few years ago, I bought a brand new at Cabela's. Because yeah. I was thinking, okay, I'll, I'll get into a little bit of deer hunting now since we, you know, we have the reserve and do all that. And I went on like two deer hunts maybe, or you know, and realized, hey, it's just not for me. I'm not into it too much, you know. And uh, I, I had a guy at work, he was asking me about buying a crossbow and what I recommended. I said, man. I'm not really a big deer hunter, I said, but I got a crossbow practically brand new. I said, I don't, I stopped using it. I said, I don't really deer hunt. I said, I'll sell it if you want it. And he, he bought it for me. So here we go now. And you asking about, you know, uh, y'all heard that scream? Yeah. The alcohol's kicking in at some of the camps tonight. <laughs> so they're getting rowdy. I heard them screaming. But, uh, so yeah, fast forward now. And now you got the bow, uh, crossbow that I bought a few years ago. That belongs to him, but he's letting you use it now since you're interested in. in yeah. And he said he's not using it. And it's a hell of it's a hell of a crossbow too. It's good. It's, it was already sighted in pretty much. Well, yeah, yeah, because you did some target practice this afternoon, yeah. and it, it looks like it's dialed in pretty pretty good. Yeah, I went this morning and it was just dead. I didn't see no wildlife whatsoever. This afternoon, you mean? Yeah. 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 yeah it was kind of quiet this afternoon, but wind was still pumping pretty good too. Yeah, but um. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to go tomorrow to a different spot where I think I might at least see some deer. Yeah. Yeah. So you go, you plan on making an afternoon hunt tomorrow? You yeah. want to go make an afternoon deer hunt again? Yeah. I would like to make a morning deer hunt, but it'd have to be like on a morning where we don't, uh, we might be tired and like y'all could just sleep in the yeah, we end up like Yeah. Because it's not, I will say, it's not often we sleep in. That's that's rare for our, our little our little group right here. We don't sleep in very often. If it's hunting season, we're rolling usually. Yeah. You know? Like and, I told you the other day, I mean, like you always told me when I was really, really young that if I ever, like, woke up and just wanted to keep sleeping, I could. I haven't. I've never done that since. No. You, I think you get a little bit of that from me, buddy, because uh, I was never one to really sleep in. Like, I had, I had friends, man, during duck season or – whatever it was whatever we were hunting you know and, and they would you know when we were younger we party hard you know yeah. sometimes so i can understand that side of it you get to you drink a little bit too much and you know party too hard and you can't wake up because you're just coming in but i was i was the type i was still going hunting you know i i'd, I'd scale back on the party and so I can make sure I made the hunts, you know, yeah. and uh, and I was I was the one sleeping in my truck. Uh, you know, you've heard all the stories. And that was that, that that's another one of my things. I mean, besides besides, like I get the party inside, but if you didn't party last night, how do you wake up and not, or how do you just not go hunting? Like, if you a hunter, you talking yeah, about? Yeah, like if you're at your camp, you got everything ready to go hunt in the morning, and then like you didn't party or nothing like that. How do you just? Not go, <laughs> not go hunting. Like, I, you know what it is. I see. I see both sides of it. A lot of people they hey, they have their camps because they want to relax, you know, and that's really what it's about, you know. Uh, you know, it's not all. It's not necessarily about the the thrill of the chase of, of the animals that they hunt or whatever necessarily. So sometimes they just they they want to just kick back and have a good time and sleep in, wake up, do some cooking, do some drinking, do that type of stuff. And hey, I get it, man. I, I don't blame you, you know, if you if you like that and that's what you guys like to do. But I, I've I've always been the type like if when it's hunting season I just can't miss, man. And I think you got a lot of that in you, you, you know? know how I'm meant to be you know how I know I'm meant to be a hunter? How? Because every time I every on like whenever I go hunting and it's only when I go hunting. 
Like sometimes I will set my alarm and I'll and I'll wake up at the right time. Yeah, like, just automatically. It's almost like an anxious thing. Like you just you got your in, internal alarm clock. Or even when I do set my alarm, I'll wake up like five minutes before it goes off. Yep. Yep. I hear you. Well, let me ask you a simple question. What is it about hunting that 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 you like? Um, I feel like my favorite thing about hunting is uh. Probably killing. Is killing? Yeah. Oh, okay. Killing. So, okay, so you, you like pulling the trigger, you like killing an animal, but you also like eating too, right? I like yeah. smelling the so gun smoke. You like smelling the gun smoke, Jackson? Yeah, the shells. Yep. So, so the thrill for you is pulling the trigger on the animal, and then you get to turn around, and daddy gets to cook up some good stuff, and you get to eat it, huh, Hook? Yeah. So that's, that is pretty cool. That is... That is one great reason to, to, you know, enjoy hunting for sure. And, Jackson, you said you enjoyed the, the smell of the gun smoke. Yeah, like whenever we did target practice the, yesterday, like I shot that 410 and I shot my gun and all that. Like the minute I shot it, I was like. That old that old crack barrel? Yeah. Yeah, those old crack barrels got that. that you get that, that old smell, man, come off of them with that gunpowder. That's that, I, I, I'm with you, man. That, that's a great smell. That's, that's one thing I always liked about like them one shot four tens is that like I would always like it. Like I'd shoot it and then I I out the barrel I'd, I'd blow it out and all the smoke. Would all that out. smoke, yeah, would come out of it. That's pretty cool. That little speaking of that little four ten that Hudson shooting is that not one of the lightest four tens y'all ever held in your life? It's one of the lightest four tens with the most longest barrel I've ever seen. It is a long barrel. I don't know what the measurement is on that barrel. That is that is one of those Academy branded uh, guns that I bought for you when you were trying to you know we were having you on, but it's a it's a little crack barrel and it is extremely extremely lightweight. It I would recommend that little gun for somebody learning how to hunt for a kid, for any anybody to buy because it is feather light for them to carry in the woods or in the duck blind wherever they're gonna be hunting at, and uh and it's been flawless man. We've shot shots through that thing. Very low maintenance, just a very good little little weapon to use and to teach somebody to hunt with. Yeah. So, hey, you you like that little gun? You were talking about it this morning. You said how you liked it. Yeah, I like it. What you like? It is light, huh? Yeah. Yeah, and it's pretty accurate. It looks like. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. So, well, we gonna we gonna go ahead and we're gonna probably chow down here in a second. We're gonna get a little bit of supper in us t- tonight, and then we're gonna shower up. Call it, a, call it a night. Get us a little bit of sleep. We're going to hunker down because it is getting cool now, huh? You got some shorts on with your hoodie, and it's getting a little chilly now, huh? Yeah. Well, that is getting a little chilly, too. I'm going to have to put on a hoodie. want to uh, grab me a hoodie out of the truck and throw it on. But we're going to go at them again tomorrow, and uh, and we're going to be here through Monday morning. So we're going to have some fun, huh, Hut? Yeah. While we're here. Well, guys, that is all we have tonight for y'all. I hope y'all enjoyed sitting around with us tonight, shooting the shooting the BS and uh, and hearing kind of what's going on with us, and uh, and maybe reminiscing, having some memories of some stories of your own that we maybe reminded you of. But uh, it's been a lot of fun, and if you don't mind, guys, we appreciate you sharing the podcast with all of your friends. You can catch us on all the major streaming platforms such as Apple, uh, Google, iHeartRadio, and every other major platform where you get your podcasts. But, guys, give us a like. Give us a share. Share us with your buddies. And until next time, this is Jacob with Last Stop Waterfowl Outdoors. We'll see you all again soon.
Guys, you hear us talk about it all the time. Our buddy Jay Thomas over at Blind Grass Camouflage Systems offers hunters and outdoorsmen the most realistic, durable, and versatile camouflage materials available on the market today. Let me ask you something. Are you tired of constantly having to rebush your blinds every year or the smell of rotting grass in your blind? How about grass that pokes and cuts you through grass mats that have no depth in color and does not last an entire season? Well, the answer to that is probably yes, you've experienced that same scenario. And blind grass's patented synthetic blind grass will not rot, mildew, and is 100% waterproof. And it's available in mats or bundles, and it comes in natural grass color blends or is paintable to match your unique surroundings. Folks, do yourself a favor. If you're looking to camouflage your boat blind, kayak, permanent blind, or anything else that you're looking to blend in with your surroundings, check out our friends at Blind Grass Camouflage Systems. You can visit them on the web at blindgrass.com. Hey guys, are you tired of going to big box retail stores looking for the perfect duck call to meet your needs? Well, if that's the case and you're tired of paying high big box prices on cheap duck calls, then check out Locked On Sound Calls. Locked On Sound Calls offers hunters customized, hand-turned, and hand-cut reed duck calls that are some of the most realistic sounding calls in the timber and open waters today for hunters. You can visit them online at LockedOnSound.com and design your favorite duck call in just about any color combination or any design possible. They offer both acrylic and wood calls and at prices that won't break the bank. You can also visit them on social media at LockedOnSound on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok to design your perfect call and have it delivered right to your door in time for hunting season. Don't forget to mention you heard about them right here on Last Stop Waterfowl Outdoors. Guys, let's talk fishing for a minute. When you're looking for bait and tackle for all your fishing needs, look no further than Benoit's Performance Baits. Benoit's Performance Baits offer some of the best soft plastics for bass, sacolay, and saltwater species. Rather, it's a day on the water or trying to catch a mess of fish for a family fish fry, or a heavy bag to win a tournament, Benoit's Performance Baits has what you need and what the fish want. You can visit us on social media, on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok to place your order today with Benoit's Performance Baits.